0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 12. Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: You don't have to be too smart to figure out why Solomon had a thousand wives. He was addicted to, no doubt, sexual immorality. The commandment of the Lord is to not commit adultery. And in the beginning, God made them male and female, and he made Adam and and Eve for Adam, one man one woman, that's God's perfect will. And so if the commandment says, Do not commit adultery, and he married seven hundred wives and had three hundred concubines, he threw the word of God out and basically did his own thing and and, and lived to the lived for pleasure and perversion and all that is not good. And that's what I want to share with you guys tonight about. And that's what God put heavy on my heart recently. I believe that the devil knows that his time is short and that he has raised up raised up the level of temptation when it comes to sexual immorality in these last days. Things are so different today than when we were kids. Those were the good old days. Now pornography is everywhere and it's at the fingertips of, of children, of adults alike, no matter how young, how old, it's out there. It's everywhere. And I think it's part of the signs of the last days. That the enemy is really ramping it up on a rampage to just throw immorality everywhere. Sexual immorality is what we're talking about. Destroying families, destroying marriages. I once thought that sexual immorality and pornography was for, was a young man's problem. Boy, has the ministry taught me different. I have, I have been called to minister to people. And throughout the years, the, the stories that I've heard, the problems with sexual immorality, the stories that I've heard, that God has, has, you know, called ministers to minister to those problems have blown my mind. And have taught me that it's not just a young Man's problem. My wife used to say, make sure that you tell the girls, because the girls are, you know, bad too. It's true. She was right. I've been around long enough. It's, it's a problem with women as it is young men. It's a problem with older men. It's a problem with older women. It's a problem for people in general, and it's out there. It's true. I remember a man who was close to 80 years of age who shared with me that he was in a sexual relationship with a woman half his age. He knew that she was using him for money and he was using her for sex. I thought that was bad enough, and I was hearing him out. I remember hearing him out before I can share Jesus with his issues. And I thought that was worse until he told me that he was in a relationship with three married women. I mean, you're just blown away. And... uh The devil is on a rampage. To the pure, all things are pure. and We can be sheltered in our praising of our God and loving him that we obviously don't focus on all the negative things that are out there, but it's almost at times you get, you know, shocked that the depravity that's out there today, and it's everywhere. And I feel like God is just calling us to really be careful, to really be careful in these last days. I I think that it's a bigger problem than any of us know. Uh, They say that statistically during COVID, pornography uh, purchases went through the roof or during COVID. I don't think of it. I don't think of it. I don't preach on it often. I just, because it's not a pleasant subject. But the Lord has just shared with me, I, I have to. Someone needs to hear it. It's a female problem as it is a, a, a male problem, guys. It's a problem for the young and, and, and young gal, young man, as it is the older men and women. I didn't know, guys. I was naive. I just didn't know. I thought you hit an age and, and, and things just stopped. But apparently I was wrong. These bodies of death are perverse and need to be put in check because the devil's ramping it up. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And the answer is Jesus. Our children have, they're growing up at a time where they have you know, the world at their hands. And if they're not monitored, then shame on the parents. We, we need to monitor our, our children and preserve their, uh, innocence, what's left of it, and build back what perhaps the enemy has, has taken from them already of their innocence. Build them up in the Lord and to, and to, and to lovingly say, man, what are you watching? And, and, and to have boundaries and to have the, those you know apps that block all that stuff out or whatever steps a parent should take, they should, we should all be taking them and not assume that, that our kids are above being tempted and falling into that. The Bible says that he who stands, may he beware lest he fall. We are all capable of destroying our lives with one terrible decision. All of us in this room who love Christ, we can destroy our families with one terrible decision. And, and and in chapter ten of this book, Rehoboam, which is Solomon's son, the kingdom is snatched from it, the kingdom. The whole nation is torn apart in chapter ten because of what Solomon chose to do. And it's like so many families that are, that are torn apart because of pornography, sexual immorality, uh, emotional cheating and all the crazy stuff that happens in offices and in, in, uh, in, uh, the workforce. We have to take guard. Take guard. Keep guard. Keep guard. We need to be careful. Jesus is the answer though. He he always is the answer to the problem. Romans 13, 12 through 14. That's Romans 13, 12 through 14. Paul says the night is far spent. And that night, he's talking about the, the dark era that we're in. The whole world is under the sway of the devil. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's got TV. He's got radio. He's got He's the prince of the air. He's got the internet. He can me- he can web up people, mess them up, cut them down, break up families. The night is far spent. It's, it's almost over for him. The day is at hand. What day is at hand? The day of the coming of our Lord. He's coming for the church. The night is far spent. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. The answer is to put on Christ and to cast off the works of darkness. Cast off anything that's, that's tempting to the flesh. Cast off anything that has that appearance of evil that can tear you down. The answer is the Lord, to put him on, to put him on, that is to seek him, to pray to him. Jesus said, pray lest you enter into temptation. What do you say when a young man or woman or an older man or woman or whoever is being tempted with these things? You tell them to pray lest they enter into temptation. And if they don't know how to pray, teach them how to pray. Pray lest you enter into temptation. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. You pray when you're tempted. In Psalm 119, verse 11, the psalmist writes, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word I have hidden in my heart. So for, for you young gals and, 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 and men, if you don't have the word in your heart, you're going to Sin. And maybe some of you don't want his word in your heart so that you can sin. Maybe that's the plan all along. Less word, more me. Guys, we pray. It's the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. We just soak up the word. And the word directs your paths. It lights the way. It, 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 it warns you of possible dangers, gives you discernment. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11, Paul says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the armor. You're in a fight. You're in a war. You cannot stand without the armor of God. If you don't put on Christ, if you don't seek him, if you don't pray to him, if you don't love him, if you don't seek his love, seek everything about him, you will not stand. And Satan is counting on us not to put on Christ. He is counting on it. He's looking for those that are straying away, isolating themselves, hardly coming to church, so he can pick them off. He looks for the wounded sheep, so that he can, so the wolf can come and devour. He does not. He, it's hard, He can't get in when we're tight together in church, when we're edifying one another, loving one another, forgiving one another, caring for one another. It's harder for him to pick them off. He's hoping that we don't pray. He is hoping that the word is not hidden in our heart. He is hoping that we don't put on the armor of God. Our minds have to be on Jesus. Our minds, everyone's mind, everyone's, everyone has mental issues nowadays. mind, The mind, the enemy goes for the mind. So we have to have that helmet of salvation. We have to really... Hand over our thought life to the Lord, moment by moment, day by day, moment by moment. As the mind wanders and just goes crazy, the flesh take, the flesh is warring against the the spirit. He's warring against our mind. That's what he comes afterwards. Philippians four eight through through nine. Write it down. Philippians four verse eight through nine. Paul says, "Finally, brethren." Wh- Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. It's the mind. It's the mind. It's that idle time for young men and young girls or older men or middle age, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's that idle time where the enemy can come in and sinful, foolish, wicked, perverse thoughts come in of all sorts and all sin is common to man. They come into everybody's mind. The problem is, the the issue is, what what do you do with it when it comes in? Do you say that's of the devil and just, Lord, cover that, take that thought out? And, and focus on the Lord, because that's what Paul says. Meditate on the things that are lovely and are good and of good report. I think of Joseph in Genesis 39. He was working for Potiphar, and God gave him favor, and God was blessing him. And Potiphar's wife casted longing eyes on him. And she kept trying. It says day by day kept harassing him. Kept trying to get to persuade him to lie with her. Until one day she finally grabbed his, his um, garment while he was inside the house. And he took off running from her and left his garment there. And you know the story. They arrested him and he went to prison. But God eventually raised him up. Uh, to be number two in all of Egypt, but the moral of the story is is that he ran. He ran from it. and we must run to Jesus when temptation comes. We must teach our children, we must teach the brethren, you run to Jesus. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 22, Paul tells Timothy, "Flee youthful lusts." but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It's just to flee youthful lust. The world says it's not a sin to masturbate, but biblically, the Bible just told us to flee youthful lust, not to tempt yourself with whatever Godless things that are out there. Sister, flee. Don't believe the humanists of our world who say, oh, it's just a part of growing up. Let them have their way. That's not the godly way. The godly way is to teach your young men and women to pray, to seek the Lord, and to put their minds on the things of God and not awaken those things until it's time and point them to Jesus and say one day God is preparing you to marry your your husband or your wife and you want to be pure for them. Some Christians think it's okay for their young for their young people their young teenagers to date or play boyfriend and girlfriend't we, we, do, we don't play that here at our church. we discourage that. we don't awaken love until it's time. Does that young man have a job does that, that young man know Jesus? Can that young man take care of you? Can you take care of yourself? Get busy about the things of the Lord. And when you're older and it's God's timing and, and, they, and that, and that young man and young woman, they love Jesus first and you know they love Jesus, then get married to them and have at it. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 27 through 30, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hellfire. That's how serious Jesus was with sin. It's so detrimental. It'll destroy, it'll kill you. Be this serious about it. As if you would pluck out your own eye. As if you would just cut off your right hand. You, You just do all things to just not Sin, not lust, not go there, not click there, not scroll there, all of those things. Turn with me to First Corinthians chapter 6, please. I'm glad a lot of young people are here today. I'm trying to help you. It's not, it's. We just love you. Trying to help everybody. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 6. Verse 13. That second part of uh, verse 13, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, second part. It says, but God, or, or it says, now the body, you see that? Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. And God, I'm sorry, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up uh, by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not, or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become uh, one flesh. There's Paul quoting Genesis 2 to emphasize the importance of two becoming one flesh in in, 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 uh, sexual intercourse. Verse 17, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are His And so a strange thing happens, or a unique thing happens, I should say, when one comes to faith in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes in us. Jesus said that me and the Father will make our home in you, and so God comes in us. And we become one with God. And so Paul is saying that when one is with a harlot, a prostitute, or I would go on to say, I would go on to say, you know, the, you know masturbation, pornography, whatever, is sexual immorality, one drags the Lord through that with them. That's what happens. One drags the Lord through that. And if you're one of those parents that says, "Well, I did it, so who am I to tell my kids?" Please know that you've been redeemed and forgiven and you're a new creation. And as far as we're concerned, you haven't done anything anymore. It's been forgiven. You have a new life and you tell them, since you have the experience, don't do it. And if you're going to do it, you're not going to do it under this roof or live in this house. For me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Don't do this, the Lord says, but do this. Glorify God with your spirit and your body, which are his. When Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.22, flee youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace. There's the flee youthful lusts, but pursue something else. Pursue righteousness, pursue peace, pursue faith. Don't do the one, but do the other. The key is to get busy about God's business. And it helps us against temptations. Keep them kids busy. Tell the brothers that are struggling with it, keep busy in the Lord. Put your mind on the Lord. Get your eyes off yourself. Don't be alone. Be at church. I got saved at 24 years old, a month before I turned 24. I mean, I'm in, you know, at that age, you're just...
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram.